Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. All right. All right. All right. This is Professor Elvis Murphy. We are live. Probably from my party tonight. This is Topic Politics. This is a great Monday. I'm happy to be here. Oh, my God, I'm like 20 minutes late. I'm preparing for next week. The show tonight is the, it's the King's House till the Queen Come Home. Uh, I'm going to be talking about tonight about, you know, giving the power back to our sisters because uh, there's a lot of brothers out here forgetting about where they came from, who really is the strongest. I mean, I'm not, like, just giving it up like that, but it's, it's real. We've got to speak real tonight because there's a lot of ladies a lot of women that took a lot of heat for a lot of people and they haven't been recognized or they have been recognized. And I think tonight my job is just to actually uh, create a new energy for society to, to empower women. Um, I don't know if there's some static back there out here, but it's all good because my mouth is followed in that static. Uh, at the same time, we're going to be talking about leaders of women that's on the forefront right now. Uh, I put a post up today on Facebook and uh, I got a lot of good response from it. I was speaking on how uh, the black sisters are actually not being protected like they used to be. Um, they're not, they've been very unnoticed. You know, they became, you know, they, you know they're not being they're not getting the credit they used to need to be getting out here in society. So it's my job on constant politics tonight is to uplift our sisters. I hope some callers call in so we can uh, get to some points and some factors or some situations and issues that, you know, maybe you might have. Maybe you might have some encouragement to empower some other young ladies or ladies that's out there that's, that's stuck and don't know where to go, don't know where how to move. Um, There's just a lot of things that's out here that uh, we need to be able to uh, handle when it's time for change. I'm up here on my uh, phone right now looking up, trying to do some research, but for some apparent reason, my Internet is down. So what I was looking for is so valid that I might have just remember what it was but I thought I think I was speaking on how where it really come from as far as leaders as, as women I, I remember Harriet Tubman she was a, a hell of a world leader She, I think she did the Underground Railroad she freed a lot of slaves and I'm sure it was times before her, um, there were some women that did some things way before her. So, if people call in tonight, 
you got some questions, you got some answers, you have some reasons for the season. Uh, the mics will be open up. You know, I'm probably start to start early. I don't know if I'm probably lost a lot of phone callers that come in because I didn't get in until 7:50. Uh, I want to thank Rosalind for stepping up for me on the motherboard. At the same time, hold on, let me see who this is. Okay, now that's nobody important. But this is Talking Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. And our show tonight is it's the King's House. Tell the Queen come home. And I'm sure you brothers understand what I'm saying. We might pay the bills. We might go work hard and, you know, make things happen. But who keeps it going? You know, uh, I know there's a lot of single brothers out there like myself that, you know, that's that's looking, that's searching. You want to find this queen to go with the king. But you got we got to understand as brothers to understand our position too. We got to share power. We got to be able to share power with our queen. You know what I'm saying? We got to uh, uh, protect them. We have to let them feel if uh, as if they're like us. Because if something happened to us, we need somebody to be able to go in and speak for us, talk for us. And, and have our back on at, uh, for life decisions. So I hope some brothers call in. This is Thompson Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. This is TeachingBlastDL.com. Got some talk radio. Uh, so many things going on out here. You know, this Trump thing is just like unbelievable with the issue. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of people are upset. A lot of changes that went on in the White House. Okay, I put a post up today, and this is the reason why I'm having a show tonight. Tonight, because I put a post up and it says, the black women is the most unprotected, unloved woman on earth. She is the only flower on earth that grows on water. The West is woke. And when I wrote this down, I didn't realize how powerful it was on what I was writing. It, it kind of reminded me of why I've been here helping, you know, raise my mother all over again. You know what I'm saying? Helping my mother for the last seven years, watching her grow, you know, as being older, elder. Looking at her, watching her, the strength and the pain she goes through every day of being sick every single day. I mean, I can take... Uh, 37 pills a day. I couldn't take 17 pills a day. I barely can take an aspirin or a BC powder. And for to see a woman every day as my mother and the pain she goes through every day and she walks around like there's nothing wrong with her. It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me to see my lady friends suffer being homeless with kids living in the car Nowhere to go, no contacts, and a year later, there's a homeowner. You know what I'm saying? On a home. I mean, I've just seen women just achieve from the ground up. And it's like, you kind of like when you were a boy and you were a man, you want to kind of take after your father, you want to take after your homeboy, your, your granddaddy, but shh, man, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, I am not going to lie. 
I don't want to be a woman. There's no way I want to be. I can't be a half and half, but, man, I got to follow y'all Yellow Brick Road because y'all roads are golden. I mean, you. I mean, me as a, uh, a who, what, what I do and who I am, I'm better off working with all women because women get things through the door. They they make things happen. Their dreams are way bigger than ours. Um, and a lot of women don't have egos. They don't have egos. Women don't have an ego. They just have personality. You know, they have personality. You know, you can't mess with their personality. The ego, now, if a woman have an ego, that means they have, excuse my friend, they have cherry balls, okay? And and I don't want a woman like that. I don't want a woman with cherry balls. I want a woman that can show me some sensitivity. When I'm mad, like they say that sand music stop the savage beast, I want that woman that's going to be able to play that violin when I'm out of line. Most men need to have someone they need to listen to. And I'm just telling y'all this one, I'm kind of being like Steve Harvey right now, but I don't care. Because this is Topic Politics. This is TT5CL.com. This is Galaxy Talk Radio, Worldwide Distribution. All you artists out there that's actually looking forward to get your music out there, get with TT5CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. Get the app on your phone. Um, believe me, you will not regret it. It's a 24-hour radio station. Show films. United We Stand. Check out that movie on T25CL. It's only five ninety nine. You can see it for 48 hours. If you have a movie yourself, you can actually um, yourself put your own movie on T25. It's better than Pandora, Spotify, and TuneIn and all that. It's a, it's a black-owned company. Uh, I believe in recycling black dollars, but... There's not too many black businesses for us to recycle black dollars. So we have to support the ones that's out here that's doing big business for us to grow. Uh, like I said, this is Council Policy. This is T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. Tonight is called It's the King's House to the Queen Come Home. Uh, I don't know if Rollins around to just see if there's anybody on the motherboard. I mean, if it is, I just open up all the lines. So people can actually tune in and, and speak their piece. This is an open forum like it always be. And uh, ah, uh, there's no one on the motherboard right now. Um, okay. Okay. I can barely hear you. Oh. There's a lot of static too. Yeah, I can barely hear you. Um, I don't know. You know what? Storms have really been bad uh, with the you know weather and with the right. A lot of homes, and neighborhoods have been uh, blackout. Right. Know. And that's what it sounds like. It sounds like the frequency is just, you know, something wrong with the wires. But, you know, it's still a show, you know, uh, and that's just the way it goes. Sometimes you got to improvise. Um, but I can me? hear you, though. But now that I know, I can hear you, though. So All right, yeah. that's a good thing, you know. Well, so what were you saying? Uh, well, we as African-American women, we make up 13% of the female population in the United States. And, you know, with these statistics, 
and states that we are making, you know, some significant strides in education, uh, participation, health, and other areas, but there is a long way to go to fully close the racial and ethnic disparities that we face in this nation. Right. Uh, new policies such as Affordable Care Act and other proposed policies such as paid leave uh, can greatly say, and these are statistics that say that can greatly improve the lives of African-American women and their families. But um, the, the list still goes on. So I know there's, like you saying, um, the the role of uh, what, what, what was your title? Uh, the king is the king. Uh, uh, it's the it's the no. king's house until the queen come home. Queen come home. Uh, I know that you know we we women we set the atmosphere of the home, and if we're happy, the home is happy. The house is happy. If we're not happy, well, there's not going to be too much happiness in the home. Because as women, we set the atmosphere. We have the, the, the nurturing, the loving, the caring, providing help, uh, I mean, providing healing, you know, things of that nature that a mother does. Uh, but there are some men, like you were saying earlier, that there are some men who take on that role as a single parent as well. So it's out there for them, too. Um, when you think about taking care of the household. But when we think about married couples or couples together that's been together for years, of course, you know, he's the king of the house. That's how it should be uh, until the queen comes home. But then she's still the queen. She's not the king. Right, 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 right. And, you know, I'm glad you said that because I have an issue when Father's Day comes. It's an issue that I have when... Women claim on Father's Day, but you already have Mother's Day. And I do understand that the fathers are not in the house. I understand that. But at the same time, you can't take from good men that's out there being good fathers. So that's what you're really doing. You take it from the good man that's out there really being fathers. Like you say, I don't think a man calling himself the mother on Mother's Day. I mean, it, it don't sound right. You know, I haven't heard not one man say, well, I'm the mama. It's my mama's day. But a woman showed quick to say, I'm the daddy. He wasn't nothing. I'm both of them. I mean, only person I know that was like that really was Godzilla. I was just telling somebody about that. You know, Godzilla's the only one that can make love to herself and have babies. You know, if you really look at the movie, I'm just, you know, I'm just telling a little history. You know what I mean? For real. So, um... The guys are the kings and the ladies are the queens, but I think the queen's are a little bit more powerful than a king. Because a king is more of a protector, uh, uh, the leader, but the queen is the one that do the articulate, articulating thinking and plan and, you know, and, and get the, the schedule down pat. So I'm just speaking from a, a point of view of... Uh, oh, okay. Okay, I like that. But you know, I was going to read... A dispute of passage. When when did black women have the right to vote? Dispute of a passage of the Nineteenth Amendment in nineteen twenty. African American women practically does inherited southern states still face a number still face a number of issues. 
Okay. At first, African-American women in the North were easily able to register to vote. And and quite a few became actively involved in politics. That was in 1920. That's when... uh, African-American women had the first time they can vote. Then I have another question uh, that's saying, when did black women get the right to vote in the United States? These are questions that always puzzled me because, you know, how did we get this far? It says, the 19th Amendment gave voting rights to women, including African-American women, in the 1920s. In 1964, the 24th Amendment outlawed Poll taxes removing another major barrier to African women voting. In 1965, President Lindsey Johnson signed a Voting Rights Act law. So all these little different things, you know, that that we that we dealing with right now with society on how like like they've been having these marches and stuff. And really, do you do any women feel that? Is it still injustice for women? Do women still have all the rights they need? You know, and then that's a question. That's a question. Do women still have the rights, all the rights that they need to be the queens they need to be? That's my question. Um, because there's a lot of loopholes between that about what what's really what's really the law for women? Uh, does is this like the law? Okay, let's go back to this the crack law. When the brothers were selling crack, we got more time than Caucasian did powder. So, is there anything out there on that radius where um, African American women can get more time on this and, and Caucasian ladies can't, or anybody else can't? Is there anything, any factors out there like that? Or is there any level as far as medical or? Uh, uh, do anybody have any information on that about is there any differences that African-American women feel that other nationalities have and they get? Hmm. You know, because it just says, when did, white, when, did, when did white women get the right to vote? So it says, on August 18, 1920, the 19th Amendment to the United States... Oh, that's the same thing I'm going to ask about. The United States Constitution granted American white women the right to vote, a right to know as women to frame at the time the United States was founded. Its women citizens did not share all of the same rights as men, including the right to vote. So... um even back in those days, Caucasian women wasn't even treated equal. But at the same time, if, if Caucasian women was not retreated, uh, re, uh, created equal, how lesser was the African-American women treated? If the, if the uh, Caucasian women wasn't treated equal, I can just imagine what type of uh, uh, rules was for African-American women. So how did we come up out of this to where the levels of for the Caucasian ladies became 100 okay, and still African-American women is not okay. I'm, I'm, they're out. I'm trying to find out the answer tonight, but I don't have the answer um, about what was the, the effect on 
the difference between how African American women was treated and, uh, and Caucasian women was treated. I have another question that asks: When do black people get the right to vote? The Voting Act signed into the law by President Lyndon Johnson, 1903. On oh, okay, wait a minute. 1963? No, it says August 1965. Aimed to overcome legal battles, barriers at the state of local level that prevented African Americans from ex- ex- uh, what is this, their rights to vote under the 15th Amendment in 1887. So really and truly, 1965 wasn't too far ago. So a lot of people, and this is the whole thing, and I know I'm jumping to another subject, but it's the same thing. It's like, how do we get to our youth? How do we really get to unless they do know already about what we really went through, but how do we get to them, to the ones that's out there, that that's out there that's really that's in a mayhem type of attitude and don't, really believe in what's going on as far as we need them to be positive as far as change. And we then came a long way. Because what I'm reading here what I'm reading here is a lot of that's what that's fifty years ago? That's not long ago. I can remember when I was five, I seen stuff from fifty years ago before then. That was you know what I mean? So now that I'm fifty, that was really a hundred years ago. Because I remember stuff when it was fifty years ago when I was one and two and three. You get what I'm saying? So my 50 is a whole new 50, and the youth is like the brand-new 20. So how do we break that barrier? It's actually, like I said, giving the women back the power. And that's my main thing tonight is about how to give women back the power. And the way I feel is giving women back the power is just give them the power. Let them run with it. You know, I, in a way, I would have loved having a woman president. Me personally, I think the the I think it would have the American would have been ran a little bit better. A little, I think it would have been ran a little bit better. Me personally, with a woman president, you know, I I, I wouldn't have hated on that right there. I think I would have loved something like that, a woman president. It didn't matter what color. Just like like we say, we finally got a black president. Now the black president gone. Now they just throw us anybody. They say, well, since a black man can be president, y'all can we anybody can be president, but. There's not going to ever be a president like President Obama. Uh, I heard on the radio, another radio show, they rating on what uh, number he is out of all the presidents. They put him to number 12. And the guy that was actually, that had his radio show, he was pissed off that they actually put Obama at 12 out of, what, 45 presidents. And that's pretty good for a black president, you know. And the guy was saying that, they did that because he was the first black president of America. It doesn't matter who was the color. He was he became president. You know, I mean, it was only America and American people that stereotyped uh, the black man as a president because when it was a white president, nobody never said, oh, we finally got a white president. You get what I'm saying? So why is it every time... Uh, African American do something. It's always you're gonna say that was the first time with this. I'm so tired of hearing that because it wasn't the first time that happened. You know what I'm saying? Because every time we look at the, the the first time a black man hit the moon and all, come on now, it's like everything we do we got to be accounted for. We don't have to be reminded. You know what I mean? We know our history already. Uh, for one, we're telling our own history to ourselves. Like I was telling somebody today, 
that the way my mother didn't really teach me the black history of what I really needed to know. I learned it on my own. And I said, and I told him today that the reason why is because our parents, I just read it right here on, the, on, on this message. They didn't even have rights. Our parents didn't even have rights to do nothing. I was born in 1965. So how was black women living back then? You know what I'm saying? Without without those rights, without the the, the law for you, without things for you, you have to. How was black women surviving back then? You know, how was they surviving? Could, does anybody on the line, Rosalind, know? Uh, no, there's no one on the line right now. Of the, okay. Um, all right, all right. Well, you know, my thing is we did a little show tonight, and uh, we all right. You know. Um,
and how how when did it really actually start? I mean, back here in the 1800s, these African American women were, you know, bringing them together coalitions to uh, get their rights heard. So you know, it, it's uh, it's um, I don't know. You, you think about it, it was just a, a main push, a movement, and it it was you know not to marginalize you know the the, the African American women. So even though the, the the efforts was was you know developed um, into an area when they call it being educated, um, it was you know still important to to um, uh, to stay together. So since many African American women were uneducated, um, it was just a time for them to be educated and to show them what their rights were. Right, right, right. I'm sitting here right now, and I'm looking at this page, and it's um, and it's showing me the 27. It says 27 black activists. Everyone should know. Um, and I'm going to go through this list because it's important for me to name off these people tonight because people need to know who they were. I'm going to get my stuff together. I'm going to name them off in just a moment. I'm trying to do something real slick real quick. Okay, hold on. I'm going to name it out. This country politics is the Rizzo Elvis I'm live. Effect. Tonight, uh, it's about the queen. No, the king is it's the king's house till the queen come on. So, I'm going to name off. The first is Ella Baker. Ella Baker. Ella Baker began her involvement with NAACP in 1940. She worked as a field secretary that served as director of branch in 1943 until 1946. Okay? Then you have Josephine Baker. Not only was Josephine Baker beloved entertainer who rose to fame on the stage of Paris became Rachel Hill her back in the United States, but she visited the United States in the 50s and the 60s and helped fight segregation. So Josephine Baker helped fight segregation, and she even adopted children different uh, from different races. So, you know, that's another foremother, not a forefather, but a foremother. Then you have Daisy Bates. Daisy Bates was born... November 11th, 1914, she married a journalist, Christopher Bates. They operated an African-American newspaper. You know what I mean? And it's just these women keep on continuing on and on. Mary McLeod Bethune. You know what I mean? I mean, you knew, everybody knows who that is. You know, they have a lot of schools um, up under her name. I read about her. I did a lot of history about her, Mary McLeod Bethune. Uh, Mary McLeod Bethune was a racial 
politics and move a fast, y'all. Work with me. Work with me. It's causing politics. Okay. Barry McLeod Bethune. Okay. Was a racial justice activist who sought to improve educational opportunity for African Americans. She is the best known for starting the School of African American Studies in Daytona Beach, Florida. You have Beverly Bond. Beverly Bond is a DJ. She the one started the thing called Black Girls Rock. Her goal was to build the self-esteem of young women of color by offering mentorship enhancement throughout arts programs. You also have Ellen Brown, Elaine Brown. Elaine Brown, in April 1968, after assassinating Martin Luther King, Ellen Brown attended her first meeting of the United Los Angeles chapter of the Black Panther Party. Brown assumed power from Henry Newton, founder of the Mr. Defense, in 1974. You have Majora Carter. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna read them all off. But we need to know these people. Carter received the MacArthur Genius Grant for creating green collar jobs training placement in urban areas. She also had a vision to see Bronx River near her Bright Hunt Point neighborhood in New York City. Shirley Chisholm. Oh my gosh, she was a powerful powerful woman. Shirley Chisholm was the first black African woman to be elected to Congress along with Maxine Waters. You know, we got to give Maxine Waters their props and Diane Feinstein who I think that's her name. The winner of the New York in 1968 retired from office in 1983. Um, this lady name is let me see uh, we got many. I have many. I have many to, to name off. I'm just gonna give them they puff like I'm dead. Almost a pitch fight. Okay, I got to go fight. Hold on, just a moment. Hold on, Mr. Moment. The country politics. This is Rizzo Elvis Murphy. Okay, her name is Stephima Clark, a pioneer of grassroots citizen education. Stephima Clark was called Mother of the Movement, and she. Community teacher, an fighter, a human rights and leader, her unlettered just for people for more than thirty years. She put in work more than for thirty years. You feel what I'm saying? So we got to give it up to her. We have Annie Julia Cooper, Alien and uh, what's her name? Uh, Anna Julia Cooper. Born in 1868, North Carolina, to her unsaved mother and her white slave holder. Anna Julie spent her lifetime of over the century redefining the elimination of opportunity for women of color in a society set up for the disempowerment. Wow, that's powerful. She did a lot of things, man, for people. You know what I mean? So... I want y'all to look these people up. Yourself. Uh, also, um, Angela Davis. You know who Angela Davis is. She was born 
January 26, 1944, Birmingham, Alabama, became a master scholar who studied at the Sorbonne and joined the United States Communist Party and was jailed for charges related to the prison outbreak. So this was another uh, 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 forefather, a forefather. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, who's going to put them mad faces up? Really? You're not scaring me. Uh, Marion Wright Elderman. She was actually became the first African-American woman to pass the bar exam in Mississippi. She is the graduate of Spelman College in Yale Law School. She directed the NWCP Defense and Education Fund office in Jackson. We also have Amy Ashwood Garvey. Ashwood Garvey was a feminist, playwright, literature, and planned American Africanist. Was one of the founder members of the Universal Negro Improvement Association of Jamaica. And the first wife of Marcus Garvey. So she was the wife of Marcus Garvey. Oh, uh, yeah, I said Angela Davis. So, yeah, she right here. Angela Davis, too. Um, we're going to talk about Fannie Lou Harmer. I think she's like an actress. Fannie Lou Harmer, a black, uh, she helped register blacks to vote in Mississippi and work for the Student Novelist Coordinating Committee, which focused on racist segregation and injustice in the South. Okay, she was instrumental in the organization of Mississippi's Freedom Summer for the Student Novelist Coordinating Committee, SNCC. Dorothy Height. Dorothy Height was a young lady, a national youth movement of the New Deal era of the YWCA caseworker in 1937. Oh, man, she did a lot of wonderful things. So these are a lot of people who did the things that I really never heard about these people before. You know what I'm saying? So this is why I like, you know, doing my show because I'm able to uh, uh, bring things to attention to myself. Even though I know I'm talking about it, but I'm also able to uh, uh, educate myself, too, and I hope people are just really enjoying what I'm giving up tonight. Claudia Jones. Claudia Jones. Anybody know who Claudia Jones is? She's a feminist, black, not nationalist, uh, political activist, community leader, activist, and journalist, has been described as a mother of the Naughty Hill Cavalry. Carnival, I'm sorry. The diversity of her political affiliation clearly illustrates her manifest approach to the struggle for equal rights in the 20th century. So that's a powerful woman. That's another powerful woman. Wow, who is this woman? Flo Kennedy. I never heard of a Flo Kennedy. Have anybody ever heard of a Flo Kennedy? A Flo Kennedy. No, I haven't did Rosa Parks yet. I'm going to do her, but I'm looking for the thing. But uh, Rosa uh, Flo Kennedy was one was one of the only handful of black women studied admitted in college was at Columbia Law School in the first half of the 20th century. 
She did not put us as memory clay until she was in her 30s. And after graduation, she jumped a feet first into bargaining women movement. Flo became the, yeah, she was the business. Then you got a Paula Murray. Paula Murray was the business. You feel what I'm saying? Who? Somebody said Tracy Pollard Flint. Okay. Okay, I'm going to look her up. We're going to look her up. So at the same time, we have Paula Mary. Paula Mary was a former mother. In 1936, she began campaigning to enter the all-white University of North Carolina with the support of the National Association of Achievement of Colored People. You know what I'm saying? So all these women are just powerful women. And today, we have the same type of powerful women out here. You know what I'm saying? So we have to start giving a lot of these queens respect so we can get to the next level, gentlemen. You feel you got Deanne, Deanna Nash. It looks like she was a, a musician. Born 1938 in Chicago, Illinois. Nash left Chicago and attended Howard University in Washington, D.C., but transferred later to Flint University in Nashville, Tennessee, where she majored in English. Uh, she attended and founded the meeting in uh, North Carolina. I mean, she did a lot of great things. These people did a lot of great things. I'm just going to, like somebody just put up Rosa Parks. Uh, I see that I got Rosa Parks here. You know what she did? She wasn't playing. She was riding on the back of the bus. You know what I mean? She didn't need no transfer. She wasn't going to get off the bus. You weren't going to sit in the front of the bus. No, she wasn't to sit in the front, right? Yeah, she wasn't to sit in the front of the bus. So she was not playing. She was like a gangster with her stuff. I got a lot of love for Rosa Parks. Then you also have Joanne Robertson. I never heard of Joanne Robertson. Joanne Robertson uh, was a foremother. Montgomery, Alabama, Robinson was an activist in Dexter Avenue Baptist Church in the Women Political Council. In 1949, Robinson suffered a experience in a nearly empty public bus when a driver ordered her off the off off of having sat in the front row. So that's what that's the Rosa Parks story. Okay, that's Rosa Parks. Oh no, wait a minute, that's Joanne Robinson too. I mean, you had another lady who actually. Uh, uh, didn't want to get off the bus, too. So it was two women who did not want to get off the front of the bus. And the second lady was in uh, uh, Mobile, Alabama, and um, her name was Joanne Robinson. So look her up. She was one of those not going to the back of the bus persons, too. Um, I also have Josephine St. Perry Ruffin. Man, these were some powerful women back then. Why we don't hear about these women nowadays? We always hearing about the men. They need to, like I said, we need to start letting the, the women hearing about who was the women leader, so they can have somebody to brag about. You feel me? Um, you have let me see what's her name, Josephine St. Perry Ruffin. Josephine St. Perry Ruffin was born August 1942 into Boston leading a black family in 1958. At the age of 15, she was 15 years old when she um, did her little job. She became the wife of George Lewis Ruffin, the first African-American graduate from Harvard Law School. During the Civil War, Ruffin was involved in various civil rights causes, charity works, and women's suffering movements. In 1879, she established the Boston Kansas Relief Association, a charity organization that provided food and clothing 
to society. So, you know, this is another forefather woman. Uh, you also have uh, a Mary. You also have a Mary Stewart. You know what I mean? You also got a Mary Stewart. This is Mary Stewart. That's what Mary Stewart looked like. You know what I mean? I'm going to read about Mary Stewart. Mary Stewart, born a free, born free in Boston. Mary Stewart was an orphanage at five years old, hired out as a domestic as a young woman. Mary met David Walker, author and, and panel appeal of the color people of the world. Conversational of well being prison against slavery. So she was all about fighting against slavery and stuff like that. Um, Mary Church Terrell. Uh, this is a picture of Mary Church Terrell. You know what I mean? I'm on Facebook Live right now, so Lorenzo Elvis Merton. So I'm showing a picture on Facebook Live. This is uh, another four father sister, four sister. Um, what does she specialize in? She specializes in Mary received her bachelor's degree at Arbeline College in Ohio. She was one of the first African-American women to be awarded a college degree. Oh, wow. That's okay. Now, this is history. This is one of the first women to ever receive a college degree. Her. So every all these African-American women receiving college degrees, this is one of the first women that ever received a college degree. Her. Her name is Mary Church Terrell. You know what I mean? That's interesting. I always want to know who received the first college degree. Wow. Now look at this individual. Miss Journa Journey Journa Truth. Stop. This is Journa Truth. Oh my God. I'm, let me find Journa Truth right now, real quick. I kind of missed her. This is Compton Politics. This is T25CL.com. This is Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Uh, I'm tuned in tonight. You know, I'm going on a Facebook Live situation, and uh, I'm just trying to make it happen. I, got, I lost this picture that I'm trying to find. Okay. Now, this is an interesting picture. This is the next guest. This is the next guest right here. History. History. That's the history. Her name, and what did she do? She's a former slave, ambitionist, and a woman rights activist. Spent the last 26 years of her life in Michigan. Truth was bought and sold four times. So she was a good slave. She had to be one of the best slaves. She was on the, the, the best one on the, on the totem pole. She was sold four times as a slave. You know, and that's interesting. She was sold four times as a slave, so that means she was on four plantations. Four plantations. That's like going to four penitentiaries, doing life in prison. Can you imagine that woman? Can you imagine that woman, her, you know, doing all that time? She was doing time. Okay, we got to play this song. This is Harriet Tubman. You know what I'm saying? You got Harriet Tubman. That's another powerful one. Harriet Tubman is powerful. So I want to give the women who's the leaders today. Uh, 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 you got, what is this? Ida Barrett. You know what I'm saying? You got Barrett. You got Barrett on the map. 
So it just continues on and continues on. When they don't never stop, you got Mayor Wally. You have, oh, yeah, that's it. I mean, it just goes on. So who, you got a Rosalind Jordan that's a, 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 a foremother now. You feel what I'm saying? You got my mother that's a foremother now. So all these women that's a part of the change is all y'all women. As long as you stay positive, as long as you stay content, as long as you believe, you're a part of change. Uh, I don't know if anybody's on the line. Anybody on the line? I guess not. This is County Politics. This is Rizzo Elvis Murphy. This is yeah. T2 Fight. Okay, uh, I think I can end it, though. You know, I think I did pretty good. You know what I mean? So I can end the show. You know what I mean? I'm just going to go ahead. You want to say the last little words and stuff? It's all good. And I can just end it. I can just end it real quick. Yeah, I want to know how it's been a good topic. And, you know, we go on with this topic. And not only with the women that are out there, but, you know, the, the, the men as well. You know, we have to do it the men as well. Um, you know, the Constitution, the not only that, but you said, you know, with the, the household, you know, the king, you know, the king of the castle, but until the queen comes home, so, you know, we, that's just so broad, but uh, um, it's a great topic. But I also want to mention the other shows, too, you know, um, uh, of course, our um, Wednesday night show. Tomorrow, we have Barbara and uh, our brother Rodney, they talk to Iron Brush. That's right. That's right. I say the stuff politics are for in the show tonight. I thank everybody for you know just tuning in. I think my Facebook fans, my Facebook live. Uh, I thank y'all for tuning in, and uh, you know, I'm still count down the show. Uh, five, four, three, two, one. Compton politics. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.